Hello, everyone, and welcome to UGA Sports Rumors versus Facts. I am Blaine Gilmer here with Jed May. We hope to be joined by Trent Smallwood here in just a little while, but uh, somebody that we do know we're going to be joined by is recent Georgia 2025 commit from Buford High School, Jaden Perlotti. He'll be on with us here in just a second. But, guys, we did want to open up and just say, you know, obviously uh, – See the helmet here behind me, Mississippi State. Just everybody here at, uh, in the college football world, and us, uh, everybody, just wanted to open up the the show and saying, you know, thoughts and prayers to the to the to the Leach family. Everything that's going on, nobody knows exactly the the state of everything. Ella, we know Jed that it just doesn't sound good, and and uh, we obviously wanted to extend our uh, you know condolences, thoughts, and prayers for that situation. Everybody, uh, everything that's going on right now. Absolutely. And, and Blaine, I know you can relate when you when the past 20, 25 years growing up for myself personally, following college football, like no one is more college football than Mike Leach. And you think of how his coaching tree, the the, the air raid influence. I mean, the places he's been are, are you know, Lubbock and um, Pullman and obviously Starkville now Mississippi State. These last three stops, I mean, those. That's those are the places that that make college football great is small towns like that. And, um, you know, definitely a really sad situation. We're all hoping for the best. And, um, you know, like you said, prayers for the Leach family, the Mississippi State family um, and everybody over there in Starkville. Absolutely. And, you know, in my life and particularly, I used to I was talking with Jaden before I used to be a high school football coach coached in the air raid system. Well, who was, uh, you know, one of the. One of the founders of the air raid, it was Mike Leach and Hal Mummy. They got that thing rolling. So uh, a lot, he's had a just unbelievable impact on the college football world. And you know, hoping for a miracle, whatever's going on, but we'll we'll see how uh, everything's everything pans out. But just wanted to extend those those uh, condolences and thoughts and prayers. And guys, uh, everybody here in the YouTube chat, we appreciate you tuning in. You're going to get to hear from Jaden Perlotti here. Uh, but go ahead and drop where you're listening from. We'll throw those on the screen. And if you have questions for Jaden as we get going, but without uh, without further ado, guys, let me go ahead and change our background and bring on Mr. Perlotti. Jaden, uh, appreciate you joining us here on UGA Sports Rumors versus Facts, man. What's up, guys? Hey, uh, newest one of the newest dog commits out there uh, and only in the class of 2025, of course, at the powerhouse Buford High School. Jaden, I mean, Jed's going to have a bunch of questions where I know that you've gotten to uh, talk to him for a little while, but just kind of walk us through being so young, uh, of course, being so talented, starting at a, at a place like Buford, but getting to the point so early on, what kind of led you into this relationship with Georgia and, and made you know so early that, hey, it's time to be a Georgia Bulldog? I mean, I always grew up a Georgia fan. I mean, that was my dream school since day one. And I just told my dad one day, I was like, well, wait, when I know where I'm going. I mean, I'm not going anywhere else. This is where I want to be. Absolutely. Jed? Yeah, I mean, I guess following up on that, when when kids that are that are, that are so far out commit, people are like, well, that's a long time for a commit to hold and, and you know, that kind of stuff. You, you sound like a guy that has no plans on, on you know, this thing falling apart. Just take us through how you're going to approach recruiting these next couple of years and, you know, possible visits and all that kind of stuff. What is, what's the next couple of years going to look like for you from an off the field standpoint? I mean, I don't know if I'll take any other business anywhere else. I mean, I want to stay loyal, stay at my home. 
Absolutely, though. That is, that is something that I know the people here watching are, are excited about and stuff like that. Uh, of course, you get these comments right here. Ask Jaden about Haynes. I'm sure you get asked about that uh, all the time. So uh, we'll save that for uh, towards the end. But, you know, Jaden, just kind of uh, talk to us about what the what the pitch was from Georgia. Obviously, you've said that you grew up Georgia was your dream school, but still they're you know, going through this, you probably wouldn't have gone if their if their pitch, if their ideas for what you know things would look like for you at the next level didn't match together. Uh, what was it that Georgia said to you about your game and how they see you at the next level that you that you enjoyed so much? I mean, they think I should play anywhere. I mean, they they haven't really seen anybody like this. I mean, they compared me to Isaiah Simmons. They sound so much like him. But I mean, I'm a dog now. I'm proud of that. Now, you, you mentioned that, you know, in terms of the way that you guys play, it's a base 3-4 defense at Buford. You're an inside linebacker, but, man, they will they will uh, move you all around. You, I saw you on, uh, you know, on TV and playing in person and uh, this year, and, and, man, it looked like it looked like you were a safety at some times, uh, covering guys down the field, all that kind of stuff. Um, just talk, talk to us about how you're used and, of course, your – your size uh, right now and, and, and how Buford goes about utilizing that talent? I mean, our defense is very versatile. I mean, we always have – everybody plays every position. That's what makes us different than everybody else. I got you. What do you, what do you like most about uh, about the, the game? I mean, is it inside – is it technically as an inside linebacker? Do you if – it, if it came down to it, uh, is it is it you know plugging a hole on on uh, third and fourth and short or do you, do you get joy out of uh, okay this this guy that thinks he's faster than me I'm going to show him he's not and I'm going to lock him down down the field which which one do you enjoy more definitely plugging the hole I mean I think I feel holes really good and I'm I always in that battle <laughs> coach coach Schumann and coach uh, Smart what was that like getting to know them I mean, they really relate to me. I mean, I love both of them. And when I went to the camp, they were on me about the little things, and I really paid close attention to that. Jed, what what you got, man? Yeah, just you know, speaking of coaches, Coach uh, Uzo Deribe has been on staff for almost a year now, and we hear so much from these recruits about how he relates to them. He's talking about music. He's talking about shoes. He's, you know, he, all this kind of stuff. Just what's it been like getting to know him as a guy that's – I mean, Coach Schumann's not an old guy, and he's even so much younger than Coach Schumann. What's it been like getting to know uh, Uzo Deribe? I mean, it's been fun. I mean, he relate he relates a lot to me. I mean, I love shoes. I love all that stuff, and that's what makes me love him. All right, so you said that we got to open it up here. What's the what's the favorite shoe? Like, if you had a if you had your shoe that that you you get to that's the one you got to pick and you got to you got to wear for a while. What are, what are you rocking with? What's what's the favorite shoe you're going with? Definitely the Jordan 11 Concords. I mean, they go everything. Listen, man. Listen, man. He's he is a definitely a sneakerhead over here. He's throwing this stuff out at us for sure. Uh, if anybody on the YouTube channel has a question for Jaden, you can go ahead and and uh, throw it in here. We'll be happy to ask him. But I know one thing that everybody wants to know about is those uh, those Buford teammates of yours, Jaden. It, it's no secret that. The, the Georgia-Buford pipeline has kind of been uh, a little severed there for a few years. There hadn't been a whole lot of Bulldogs come out of out of, uh, out of of wolf country over there. So what are you going to be doing, and how, what's your approach to try to try to get K.J. Bolden and Edric Houston guys uh, with you? And I know it's, you, you may not even uh, have, a, have a fair chance uh, 
with justice because you came on board a little little too late to to maybe even do something with that. But what is your what is your going to be approach with uh, guys like KJ and Edric? I mean, I feel like KJ is really into Georgia. I mean, I feel like that's where he's going to go. I feel like what Edric is between Ohio State and Georgia. But I'm going to definitely get them both here. <laughs> Man, he's calling his shot. Listen to this. Listen to this. Absolutely. Uh, all right. So, uh, Mean Mugged Mutt wants to know, who's your favorite coach on the staff so far? Uh, coach Gummy. Montgomery Van Gorder. I mean, he's my he's from Buford, and he's really one that put me on to Georgia. Yeah, so so what what was it? Obviously, like you said, he's a, he's a former uh, Buford Wolf him himself. But what is it about uh, about Coach Gummy and kind of how he goes about things uh, that that you like so much? I mean, he's checked on me every day. He always sends me game invites, make sure that I'm there on Saturday, and it's the little things that matter. Absolutely, Jed. Uh, Jed, what you got, man? Yeah, we got a few more over here. We got uh, what you enjoy doing in your free time. We got video games? Question mark. What's what's free time for uh, Jaden Verlotti look like? Definitely working out. I mean, I don't have no free time. I was, trying I was to about to say <laughs> by the size of that neck you got there in the screen, I don't think uh, I don't think you you doing much <laughs> video gaming. I mean, you can see Jed's probably a video gamer versus yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> probably played some yeah, video absolutely. games. You, you're a little thicker up top there, man. You know what I'm saying? So. Uh, by the way, inside inside linebacker wise, uh, you know, guys with the you see some guys go go, you know, big pads, uh, you know, all the different arm pads, all that kind of stuff. But it looks like you're out there pretty pretty straightforward. You almost look you almost look you know kind of clean cut out there. Do you like do you like that look? Do you like just kind of you almost look like it because of the length. You almost look like a DB out there when you when you're playing, even though you're inside linebacker. What's the philosophy for you when you're getting ready to go into a game like look wise uh keep it basic not do too much i feel like <clears throat> when i do too much in games i don't play good so i try to stay as light as i can and just wear gloves absolutely i had a, uh i had a coach one time we were we were playing and people fumbled they they were wearing under armor sleeves and people fumbled the ball he came in at halftime and cut everybody's under armor sleeves off uh, didn't yeah, let him didn't let sleeves yeah, absolutely. It, it's uh, crazy stuff. But all right, so here we got another question. Um, what do you What do you feel like you're good at, and what do you feel like you need to work on? What's the strength of your game, and maybe what's something you need to work on in your game? Uh, I feel like I need to work on my speed. I mean, if I can run at six four two fifteen, I'll be pretty good. Uh, I feel like I need to work on everything, covering like technique wise. I need to work on my technique. What uh? What's the most verified? Uh, whether it's forty or hundred meter or whatever, what's the what's the uh, fastest verified time that you have? I think my hundred time was like eleven eight, but that's gonna drop this year. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, Paul During wants to know what teammate do you enjoy playing with the most? So it doesn't even have to be somebody that Georgia's recruiting, but uh, just this you get this is your opportunity to shout out somebody on the Buford team that you enjoy playing with. I mean, definitely. Tyshawn White and KJ Bowden. I mean, them two playing on defense right beside me. I mean, I love it. They show so much energy during the game, man. That's why I love to play around. What is uh, you know, KJ? Sometimes uh, I've, you know, been around it. He seems like he's a little quiet uh, off the field around. It. Is he? Is he totally different when he's in there in there with you guys at Buford? Totally. I mean, he's not really quiet. He's <laughs> <laughs> talk, talking talking some smack, huh? Uh, Jed, uh, what what else we got for for Jaden here before we before we get on with the with the the vault questions and all that kind of stuff later on in the show? 
And the question I got to know is, is, is what's the, uh, what's the hair care routine looking like on a day-to-day basis? I mean, it, it, it's looking pretty fresh. Like about- what's the, the hair, ca- the hair care routine? What's uh, what the, I mean, I just let it grow. I mean, it looks good coming out of my helmet. The girls like it, so I just keep it. <laughs> this is the, let me tell you something. I'm gonna go ahead and say of prospect interviews. You're already you're already ranking up there, man. You're you're calling your shot on getting guys in in with you. You'd say the girls like the fro. I mean, you know, there there we go. It's a lot of a lot of a lot of stuff out here. Um, Don Adams wants to know, uh, Jaden, what goals do you have in school? Uh, do you, like I guess. Playing wise and off the field wise, like what goals do you have in school? Um, do you have a plan laid out to get there? So, like, let's let's start with on the field first. Um, what are some things that obviously now you're you're a guy you've start you're starting for one of the best high schools in the country. You're committed to Georgia. What are some goals that you have remaining for yourself uh, and and your team? I guess uh, going throughout the rest of high school. Won the championship. I mean, we didn't win it this year. We played bad, but. I feel like the next two years we'll win it. <clears throat> Off the field, um, if let's say let's say one day you, you go to college, you, you play and all that kind of stuff, and um, let's just for argument sake say that the NFL is not an option. What uh, one day? What do you want to do as a as a career? What 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 interests you in terms of uh, stop something away from football? You know, I don't even know because my plan is to go to the league, so I'm gonna have to think about that. <laughs> There is no plan B. I hear you absolutely. So, is, there is no plan. As wise, yeah. uh, your, your, your future, said. your future coach once said that one time in a press conference. Uh, uh, you're, you'll have to go look it up one time. Kirby said the plan is there is no plan. So, uh, so you'll have to have to ask Kirby about that one day if you don't know what we're talking about. Um, Jeremy uh, Barbary wants to know who do you want to beat the most once you get to UGA and why is it Florida? <laughs> <clears throat> well, who I want to be the most is probably Alabama. Let me I hear you. Man, this kid, this I'm telling you, Jaden, like you're gonna have your your. By the way, uh, go ahead and throw everybody out your uh, your handle and stuff on uh, on on Twitter and Instagram. We need to we need to put that up on the screen. In fact, while you're talking to Jed, I'll do that. But. I mean, Jed, he's already going to be become a, a Georgia legend, maybe off of this broadcast right here. Yeah, and and Jaden, obviously, you got you got a ways to go before you before you sign or whatever. But obviously, NIL is such a huge part of the conversation. Like, what does that sound like when you're talking to Georgia? I mean, how much does it come up? What did they say about it? Um, you know that kind of stuff. I mean, I'm not really even worried about the NIL. I mean, when I make it to the NFL, that's the real money. That money's going to stay. So. That's Kirby Smart talking point, uh, word for word. Um, just when you look at, I mean, do you remember watching the draft and, and seeing all like Trayvon Walker and all those guys going the first round? Like, what goes through a young guy's mind when you're like, like this? This is what Georgia's doing now. Why wouldn't you want to play for them when they're constantly putting guys in the first round? That's everything you ask for. Absolutely. Uh, you know the and and in terms of Georgia's. In particularly, obviously, last year uh, having the number one overall pick in Trayvon Walker, reports coming out today, Jaden, that they could have the number one overall pick in back-to-back years. People are saying uh, Jalen Carter could end up being the the number one pick this year. 
Uh, how impressed were you by him uh, picking uh, Jaden Daniels up like a like a rag doll and holding him up in the SEC championship game? He's a dog. I mean, I'd love to play by him. That changed my whole game. Absolutely. Hey, having having him to kind of uh, keep uh, you know keep those offensive linemen off of you that probably does help out the the, the linebackers behind him. And then I guess uh, Jed, if you don't if you don't have any any more questions, I guess my last question would be. Um, what players, I guess, when you visited and stuff like that, have you gotten the, the chance to interact with any Georgia Georgia players and uh, who's kind of been maybe some of the, the, the coolest guys that you've gotten to talk to at this point? I mean, I don't really talk to much of the players. I mean, I'm, definitely when I go back up there, it'll be different. But I kind of just yeah. spend a lot of time out the coaches trying to learn how they feel about their program. I got you. Well, Jed, uh, Jed, you got anything before we let Jaden go here? Um, you know, I guess last thing I ask a lot of guys is what are you when way down the road when you end up signing, or I guess one, I know this was a vault question. Are you looking at things as, you know, trying to enroll early when, when the time comes, has that been a conversation yet? Uh, I'll probably try to enroll, enroll first semester of my high school year. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. so once, when that time comes, what, just, what are you bringing overall to the short football program on and off the field? A different mindset. I mean, like I'm saying, I'm versatile. I can play anywhere. I can fill up any position. Absolutely. Well, you hear, you've heard it here. He's versatile. He's bringing KJ Bolden and Edric Houston with him, and he wants to beat Alabama. I think he's now the the favorite Georgia recruit of all time by everybody that is uh, that is watching this show. Jaden, uh, we appreciate you so much, man. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna end up answering the the rest of the. Um, rest of the questions and talking about potentially some of your future teammates and stuff, but we appreciate you uh, hopping on here and spending some time with us. Yes, sir. Thank you. Hey, by the way, guys, go ahead and follow. I put his Twitter handle up there. It's at Jaden underscore Perlotti five. So uh, go, go follow him on Twitter and uh, Jaden, we'll we'll catch you next time, man. Thank you. All All right. Thank you. See you, Jaden. All right, so that was Jaden Perlotti right there. Jed, uh, what do you what do you kind of uh, gather from uh, you know you've taught <laughs> excuse me you've talked to Mister Perlotti here over the last uh, couple weeks as this decision was getting ready to get made and all this kind of stuff. So, um, what's maybe struck you the most about that young man? He's a focused dude, man. I mean, he's not. I mean, again, like we mentioned with him, he's got so far to go before he signs, but he's not. You know, I mean, we. I mean. He doesn't know if he's taking any more visits. He, he you know, the NIL thing is like the NF, the NFL is the real money. I mean, that's some real maturity for a 15, 16-year-old guy to to be able to look past that NIL stuff and see, like Kirby Smart always says, the NFL checks have got a lot more zeros on them. So um, just a really focused, mature – I mean, obviously he's, he's in a high school program that's one of the most successful in the state and is one of the closest things to a college program you're going to get at that level. So – makes a little bit of sense, but, um, but yeah, I mean, he's a guy that, that, um, is, is going to be a key piece in this, in this 25 class. I think he's, he's already shown the goods to be a take and he's only going to get better from here. Absolutely. Uh, hit him and, uh, uh, Jabari Coleman, who's a running back out of, um, uh, I never can pronounce it right. It's, uh, the, the Institute. Yeah. Imhotep, uh, Institute out of, out of Philadelphia, um, but uh, so a running back, they got a guy on the offensive side and the defensive side now. Of course, the he's got uh, teammates over there in uh, in in the twenty four class and KJ Bolden and Andrew Houston that he's 
that he's trying to get to. Interesting his uh interesting his perspective on KJ Bolden there, Jed. He came away saying he he feels like uh Georgia's kind of the place where where KJ's uh leaning right now. So that's something that that people here on the uh people here on the on the YouTube channel kind of get uh first first crack at uh, at hearing a teammate of KJ's kind of giving his perspective. You know, it's so weird that he said that because I've been led to believe that no one from Buford will ever come to Georgia as long as as the sun burns in the sky. So, um, yeah, I mean, at, that, at 24 class and then 25 as well. I mean, 25 running back, Justin Baker, Georgia's offered at Buford as well. Um, Del McGee, remember Blaine, he was at that Buford Mill Creek game and he sees Justin Baker tear it up in the first half and, you know, tells him he's got an offer as he's walking off the field for halftime. So there's so much talent in that Buford program and it's, you know, Georgia's got obviously got Jaden Perlotti on board. And, and now once the hay is in the barn for this 23 class, they're really going to turn full attention to uh, that 24 group of guys. 100%. It's, uh, it, there's, there's a lot going on all the time for multiple classes when it comes to Georgia football recruiting. And uh, now we're going to get to now we're going to get to some of the vault questions. But uh, first, um, I know we talked about earlier with Coach Leach. That's not the only reason, uh, of course, this Mississippi State. Uh, helmet is relevant here. Um, it's also uh, Rara Thomas is in the transfer portal, Jed, and he made a visit this week, this weekend to Athens. Uh, that came on the heels of Georgia going and visiting Rara before before that uh, visit, I guess you call it an official visit, took place. And Jed, uh, it it certainly sounds that Georgia's going in this thing with a. Uh, you know, both barrels trying to trying to grab the former Mississippi State Bulldog receiver. Yeah, and, there, and there's been several receivers Georgia's looked at. There's McCollum. There's uh, the, the Cephas guy from uh, Kent State. But as you mentioned on the board earlier today, Blaine, it seems like all the the attention as far as a guy actually being brought on board is is focused on Rob Rod Thomas. And there's been so much back and forth over this week with Georgia visiting him and then him coming to Athens. I mean, he was posting pictures. Um, on his Instagram of, of, like you said, it was like an official visit. He got the photo shoot. He got all that kind of stuff. So um, he he's target number one in the portal looks like right now. And um, I don't, we don't think anything is, is imminent necessarily. He hasn't announced a date or whatever, but um, you know, I think if he was committing say tomorrow, I think, I think it'd probably be Georgia. And then we'll see how, I mean, we mentioned NIL with Jaden. That's obviously something that floats around with a lot of these transfer portal guys. So we'll see. Um, but if if uh, if Ra Ra was committing tomorrow, I'd probably say it'd be Georgia. And if that is the case, man, just talk about the job that uh, Brian McClendon has done in terms of really turning over this wide receiver room just in the time that he's been there. Uh, Roddy reported today uh, on the on the dog vent that and the vault that you know guys arriving early and, and starting bowl practice. Uh, you know, three receivers on that on that list. Uh, Tyler Williams is going to be there. Uh, Yazid Haynes and I think Anthony Evans was the was the other one that's that's going to be there on that list. I mean, tremendous speed, and then and then you add a uh, an experienced SEC guy on top of that young talent in a guy like Ra Ra Thomas. If that happens, they're also going after Dante Cephas, the the Kent, Kent State receiver that was uh, you know impressive earlier this year. So. Jed, that would be a tremendous haul in, in year one for Brian McClendon as he returns to this Georgia coaching staff. Well, and don't forget Pierce Sperling, too. I mean, I I actually spoke with Pierce earlier today for for early enrollee series we're working on, and I said, 
what's what's kind of the vision that Georgia's got for you? He's like, yeah, well, they kind of know I'm really a, a receiver trapped in a tight end's body a little bit. So they're gonna they're gonna mold me into a tight end. So and he's gonna be in Athens for bowl practices as well. So I mean, and that's huge because receiver and quarterback obviously is such a huge chemistry thing and learning how quarterbacks like certain routes run and um all that kind of stuff and you figure those guys will be getting i mean stetson probably won't be throwing a ton of routes to those guys which makes sense because stetson won't be the quarterback next year so whether it's gunner stockton or carson beck brock vandegrift they'll be able to build chemistry with some of those guys going into next year and learn you know audibles and the playbook and and all like i mean Early enrolling is is huge for these guys to be able to be here for spring practice. Being here for bowl practice is even that much more of a leg up just because you're really throwing in the fire and you you already go into spring kind of knowing how practices are run and things like that. So it's huge for those guys that are going to be here, especially um, at the skill positions because they're able to rotate in um, a little bit more than maybe, you know, a lineman or, or something like that might be able to. Um, we got a question here before we get to the vault questions and stuff. Uh, P. Rich on YouTube, while we're talking about receivers, says, are, are we recruiting Dylan Bell's little brother? I believe his name's Micah Bell. Um, mm-hmm. at, at he, you know, I know that George is recruiting him, but I think, if I'm not mistaken, I think they might be recruiting him on the defense, defensive side of the ball. He, uh, P. Rich is saying he'd be a heck of a slot receiver, and Georgia hasn't had a really uh, elusive receiver in a while. Well, I think Glad McConkey would beg to differ on that. He's, he's Pretty darn elusive, um, but uh, what what do you know about Micah Bell before we move on from that? Yeah, Micah is committed to Notre Dame. Georgia offered, I want to say, two or three weeks ago, um, and obviously, I mean, his brother has been recruiting him on social media pretty hard. I don't believe he's visited, at least not since he's gotten the offer. Um, that could be a guy. I, admittedly, I don't know if he's signing early or not, so that could be one to watch if he doesn't sign with Notre Dame in December if he shows up on campus, maybe January or February, and then things, you know, the wheels could really start moving there. But, um, but like you said, Blaine George looking at him, looking at him as a defensive back. They're also looking at, at Kyron Jones as a defensive yeah. back who, um, you know, took an official visit this past weekend. So still a few names floating around out there um, for a potential, another a defensive back spot to add. But yeah, Michael Bell is definitely, a, he's a really good looking player on film. I think rivals has him in the top two fifty in the country, I believe. So um Definitely a good player, just like his brother. Yeah, uh, this <laughs> this right here. Uh, who who's got more intel, y'all or Jeff Sintel? Well, if you're going by word count, Jeff's got us beat uh, tremendously. But uh, information, will <laughs> who knows? Who knows right there? But uh, Jeff Jeff is rather loquacious uh, with his writing for sure. Um, let's talk about uh, official visits. Like you said, Jordan Hall was on on uh, an official visit. Big baby Jordan Hall. Uh, Georgia's trying to close out strong there um, this past weekend. Kyron Jones, as you just mentioned, uh, he was on on an official visit. The, the NC State commit. Uh, this guy can absolutely fly. He's you know four three forty. Visited for the Georgia Tech game after getting an offer for a couple of weeks. He told me that you know he had never really you know thought a whole lot about playing defense, but that thing that changed uh, pretty quickly. He said he was really warming up to it. Um, once Fran Brown and even Del McGee, you know, just trying to tell him, hey, I'm a running backs coach, but man, you could have a special skill set on the defensive side of the ball with your with your speed and, and your versatility and things like that. So, <clears throat> Jed, I mean, it certainly sounds like coming out of those uh, official visits, it sounds like coming out of those official visits that um, Georgia's got great momentum with both. And I, I think personally for uh, for Jordan Hall, 
I don't know if Jordan, if Georgia could be sitting any in any of a better position right now, uh, nine days out from signing day. Yeah, and Jordan, Georgia, Georgia has looked like it's been leading for Jordan for a little while, and then it's kind of a Georgia Florida battle now, and which ironically he was there for that game a couple months ago. Um, you know, it's interesting because remember back in June we talked about Georgia had that huge first weekend. All those guys took their official visits with Arch and Justice and Caleb Downs and all those guys. Now the reverse has happened with Jordan Hall because Florida got the official visit last weekend and Georgia gets in this weekend. So, um, you know, I, Georgia liked where it stood after the Florida official even and, and, you know, with visit highs and all that kind of stuff, you never know. Um, and I would assume that that feeling was only cemented this weekend. So, like you said, he's he's signing on the 22nd, not the 21st, um, you know, a day later. But, um yeah, I I, w- I would pick Georgia unless something changes drastically in the next nine ten days, whatever it is. I would I'd pick Georgia for Jordan Hall too. Absolutely. So, um, and when it comes, then also two Georgia commits were also on official visits that we that we do need to highlight. Um, you know, Peyton Woodring, a, a kicker who, Jed, I've watched. I can't tell you how many times I've watched that field goal that that he kicked because I'm just like looking at it. I'm like, just how far. Is that clear? He kicked a 60-yard field goal. This young man's from the state of Louisiana. And in a high school game, he kicked a 60-yarder this year. And I swear, I mean, I've looked at it over and over again. It's not hyperbole. That thing, I don't know if there was some wind blowing at the back or what was going on, but that thing looked like it was it was good from 67, 68 yards. Yeah, and, and high school too. I mean, you know, there could there, there's a lot of different variables in, in a high school game. Like he could have like that's a credit to the snapper and the holder to for even give him that opportunity. But that's, I mean, you, you see it in the NFL a lot, you know, 60 yard field goals. I don't think are as, as stunning as they used to be, but to see a high school kid do that. Cause Blaine, you know, just as well as I do, we, we go to a lot of high school games and, and special teams often leaves a lot to be desired. Uh, well, not just, not just that, uh, the, the surface, I mean, yeah, the surface exactly. is so yeah. important and, and I mean, it's near immaculate at these, you know, of course, uh, domes, I mean, it's turf, it's perfect. But, you know, in, in on these gr- natural surfaces, whether it's Power 5 colleges or NFL stadiums, if they're natural surface, I mean, the, the field is just cut so tight and near uh, uh, immaculate. Like I said, at a high school field, I mean, sometimes there's there's holes and, and things everywhere. I mean, you don't know uh, – you don't know – what what the surface is going to be like? So just to be able to drill one from that far away, Georgia is uh, really getting quite the quite the leg um, with Peyton Woodry. And then of course, Jed also uh, Monroe Freeling was there, six foot seven, two hundred and eighty some odd pounds, depending on uh, what he ate for breakfast uh, that that morning. Monroe Freeland, uh, offensive tackle um, that Stacy Searles has has landed in this class. He was on an official visit, so you'd have to think that he was. Uh, as a longtime commit to Georgia was doing his part to kind of work on uh, big baby uh, Jordan Hall and of course Kyron Jones. Absolutely, and I actually uh, interviewed Monroe a little bit ago as well. And and listen, that that guy is a, a. I mean, we talk a lot about Jamal Jarrett being a great personality. Monroe Freeling is is quite the character as well. He's he's a big food food guy. You know, we we're talking about food for a while. He he does yoga before games. Uh, it's a big basketball star up there around Charleston, so he's that that story will be coming out later this week. But um, he but in in more serious matters, he was telling me 
because I asked him about his height because the rivals account has him listed at like 274, I think. Um, and I asked him about his weight and he said, well, I fluctuated during the year. I had the flu. I lost a bunch of weight. Um, he, when he said when he weighed in at Georgia last time he was there, he weighed in at 302. And so now he thinks he's slimmed down to about 290, 295. So um, obviously the, the staff is still going to he, – he said he's still focused on, um, you know, bulking up and adding some weight once he gets to campus. But that journey isn't quite as far as it looks like based on the measurements uh, we've got him at. So when you think about a guy coming in at 6'7", 295, that's a little bit different feeling than 6'7", 275 coming in as an offensive lineman. So, um, yeah, great dude. Um, and, 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 yeah, another early enrollee that's um, – you know, he's 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 ready to get to Athens and, and and try to carve out a spot in that offensive line rotation. Well, and I think you're gonna see obviously some 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 opportunity there in that offensive line next year. I mean, I know Marius Mims uh comes back and is basically a pseudo starter this year. I mean, he rotates a lot, but Warren McClendon's gonna be gone at the right tackle spot. Every, all indications are that that Roger Jones will be moving on to the to the NFL as some people are pegging him as a potential first round. Uh, draft pick, uh, you know, even in the middle of that offensive line, Cedric Von Prahn could could likely uh, be be gone as well. So there's going to be opportunity for people on that Georgia offensive line, and that's why it's so uh, crucial. Uh, Kirby likes to bring in, if at all possible, five, uh, sometimes even six guys, uh, you know, on that offensive line each class. That's that's what he would ideally like to do. Um, and uh, they they added another one here uh, re- recently with uh, Merriweather out of uh, out of Brunswick. So um, it's uh, it's going to be uh, it's going to be interesting. Now before we well we'll, we'll touch on this on the um, on the vault questions real quick uh, a bunch of transfer portal and stuff like that. But before we do that, we do have to say there's one um, there's one person that we have to talk about that that I put in the war room today, uh, Damon Wilson. It just it seems there's been so many turns in this in this recruitment jet. It's up, it's down, it's this way, it's that way. But it certainly seems not only from uh, what we're hearing, but what our counterparts at the rivals uh, Ohio State website certainly seems to to think that Georgia has a lot of momentum here with the the five five star edge rusher uh, out of Venice, Florida. Yeah, I mean, just thinking about this recruitment is is uh, you know is tiring, but it, it, it's been it's been Georgia and Ohio State for a couple months now. I think one of the vault questions alluded to Keon Keeley going to Alabama and, and how that affects things. Alabama hasn't been a serious player in this thing for a little bit, um, but I mean, this week was crucial because this week Ohio State and Georgia went in home uh, with Mister Wilson coming out of that. Like you said, I think Georgia really likes where it sits. Um, things are a little he's, – he's going a little quiet this week, state championship games this week. He's focusing on that, and then there's going to be a huge push these last few days. But it's – it you know, it's we talked about Jadera Uzo-Deribe with, um, with uh, Perlotti earlier. He, he's done a great job in this recruitment with Damon Wilson because Ohio State's got a lot of pedigree as far as defensive ends going to the NFL and, you know, the Chase Young and the Bolsa brothers, and um, they got uh, Zach Harrison up there now. Um and, and there's a lot of reasons for a guy to go to Ohio State if you're a defensive end. And Georgia has done a great job on selling this vision for Damon Wilson, what they could do for him in Athens. You know, there's there's 
every school that looks like they're going to lose on a guy throws NIL out there. I don't think that's the main uh, selling point for Georgia and Damon Wilson, um, a guy of his caliber. It, it's going to come up probably, but I don't think Georgia's you know throwing throwing bags around like some of their SEC counterparts. But um, you Listen, know, I know, I know for I, I know for a hundred percent fact that if if people are out there saying that Georgia is getting somebody because of a overwhelming, uh, just generous. NIL offer, then that is that's just that's just false because uh, there there's there's an approach that that Georgia has to that and and uh, it's all about the culture that that Kirby's built and also managing a roster because Jed there's guys that have uh, been at Georgia have put in the blood you know sweat and tears have have proven themselves on the playing ground and Kirby's going to go out and uh, get the Classic City Collective or, or boosters or whoever to just uh, you know, make this make this young man an an offer that the the older guys don't even have close to. I just uh, that's just not the case, and that's not how Georgia I think wants to go about it. Now, five years from now, when everybody comes out and has had NIL deals and all that kind of stuff, then it may be a little bit different. But uh, um, you know, I think right now that's that's certainly not going to be the case. But like Jordan Hall, I do believe that Georgia sits very well with with. Uh, Damon Wilson um, and then the last thing and we're going to fly through our vault vault questions here um, put a war room out saying that today that that uh, Justice Haynes and Caleb Downs are definitely still being recruited by other schools and that that's the extent that I went to it's not that I'm saying that a flip is in, imminent for either one of them or that they're they're going to end up leaving against Alabama but I do know that Ohio State was at the state championship game for Caleb Downs and definitely going going hard after him. There's a lot of smoke there. A lot of people in that Mill Creek community kind of have a, a feel that there's something going on there. And then also, too, we knew about the the in-home visit uh, for Justice Haynes with Georgia. We we knew about it last week. Um, you know, we, we, did, we were asked not to kind of put that out there by the parties involved. And sometimes you got to, got to respect that, but uh, there's been real momentum behind the scenes of Georgia being able to at least talk to and have the Haynes family listen to the, to the pitch jet. And that's what we were communicating this morning. Does he ultimately end up leaving Alabama publicly? At least he's, he's saying all the things that, that he's going to end up at Alabama and all that. But I can assure you that Georgia is not giving up uh, really on on either one, but they're definitely not giving up on Haynes and Ohio State is also – heck, Ohio State came and did it in home with, with, with Justice. So Ohio State is not giving up on either one either. Yeah, and, and listen, I'll be the first one to, to put my hand up and say when Justice committed to Alabama in July or August, whenever it was, I was like, I don't see him flipping. I think I thought it was it was a, a shut case. I thought with a with that much publicity around it and the the spurning of the legacy and all the hoopla around it, that that was it. I don't feel that way anymore. I think, like you said, there's real work being done. George's never given up. I'm not predicting a flip. I'm not. I mean, I don't even know if I would say it was fifty fifty. But what I am saying is Georgia has Georgia's done as much as it can do in this recruitment to stay alive, to remain a factor. Does Justice Haynes sign with Alabama next week? I don't know. I mean, it. that's – I'm, I'm that's not predicting that he that's, won't. that's what he's saying. That's what he says, yeah. And, and you, all you can do is, is go with what he says. But, I mean, it's, it's 
a credit to Del McGee that to, to keep trying and, and, and remain a factor and, and actually build some positive momentum here when I thought there was, there was pretty much none to be had. So, yeah, I mean, if you'd asked me, if you'd asked me, uh, few days ago maybe a week ago i would have said it was getting you know close to being an imminent deal uh but in, in terms in terms of a flip but that's uh listen there's there's all kinds of people that are a- attached to these things ultimately it's the young man's uh decision so we'll we'll see what ends up happening on sunday he did say that if uh if a if a dream or or the the lord or something spoke to him and told him to do different then he would do different so who knows maybe the, maybe the lord speaks to to justice about uh about his uh his allegiance to alabama before signing day so we will see on that but now without further ado let's go ahead and get to our vault question. These vault questions are brought to you by Turner Woodensmith Insurance and Auto Owners Insurance. They're our partners here on the show. If you need car insurance, home insurance, life insurance, business insurance, then Turner Woodensmith Insurance is a uh, is an agency that's been around over a hundred years, guys. They can help you out with customer service needs. I know because my family use, uses them and it's uh, they, they do a great job helping us out. Auto owners, uh, obviously a great policy holder. And I know that as well firsthand because I have a policy with them and they've always taken care of us. So they'll take care of you as well. So you can find their websites in the description. Also, while you're at it and you're on here, we got you know a lot of people in here. Go ahead and hit the like button, hit subscribe, turn on notifications. And now, Jed, let's go ahead and get to these all questions. So we got one from John Adams, 88. Yeah, Marshawn. I said Marshawn Lloyd, not Marshawn Lynch, as, as great as he would be to cover. Uh, Marshawn Lynch, South Carolina running back, seems more of the same tools that Georgia has and depth on the team. He looks like a fighter and tough as nails. So, Blaine, I think the gist of the question, Marshawn Lloyd, South Carolina, is Georgia going to pursue? What's the what's the smoke there? I know you had a note on him uh, on the vault earlier today. Yeah, so he put out this – ominous tweet last night jed where he was like uh you know you got to look out for yourself and all that well everybody knows what's coming when when that happens and one of the people who immediately liked it was uh fran brown uh up there you know i put that put that post out there georgia's defensive back coach obviously fran probably i would say covered that area uh when uh when marshawn was was coming out you know he's up new jersey and and he's up from the the maryland area up there so that mid-atlantic area so probably familiar with him that's probably one reason why but um listen del mcgee loved marshawn lynch coming out of high school uh that, that georgia was marshawn lynch here i am again this we're not we're not talking about marshawn lynch marshawn lloyd uh coming out of high school um and you know that georgia was kind of in it with the end all the way to the end with him also i do know and i can say with 100 percent certainty that a couple of weeks ago when georgia's kind of looking out and planning there were some conversations like well you know who are some guys that that georgia would be interested in Porter? And I, I i know that marshawn lynch's name can't I'm going to say – I'm just going to call him Marshawn because I keep saying Marshawn Lynch, and he is not beast mode. He looks like beast mode half the time, but it is Marshawn Lloyd. I apologize for that. Marshawn Lloyd uh, was a name that was definitely discussed as somebody that, hey, if that happens, that's some, some somebody that uh, Georgia has to look at. So I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, there's already rumors, at least on the South Carolina board, uh, Jed, that, that Maryland, his home school, could be ponying up a big NIL package and stuff like that uh, to, to maybe come after him. So 
you never know how it's going to go, but I at least expect, expect Georgia to to take a hard look at, at, at Marshawn Lloyd right here. Yeah, reach out and, and see if you can get him on campus. And I don't know exactly what his time frame is for, for making a decision or anything, but um, we'll see. Georgia could, I guess, theoretically pay him a visit like they did with Ra Ra Thomas to pay, if, that, if that could be worked out. So, um, you know, we, we've been talking about – for for weeks, it seems like it's kind of seems like Justice Haynes or the portal at running back. And at the time, we were like, "Well, we don't know what the portal is going to look like." Now we know. Marshawn Lloyd is when you look at running back. Marshawn Lloyd is probably the guy um, that they've got circled at the running back position in the portal. So we'll see. Yep. All right. Uh, Darth Janus here says, uh, "What are some recruiting names that aren't talked about much, but every dog fan should know coming into signing day?" Um, I think that most people know the ones that we mentioned earlier with, with Jordan Hall, Damon Wilson, uh, of course, um, everybody wants to know, like we've just mentioned about, about Haynes and Downs. But I think two guys that you got to keep an eye on, Jed, would be uh, Sidear Mitchell um, and, and Chase Besantis. I think those are two guys that, that Georgia's doing some behind-the-scenes uh, work trying to they were really close with them the first couple of times. Uh, one ended up at Texas and one at Texas A&M, and I don't think Georgia's really uh, stopped pursuing either one. Yeah, Mitchell welcomed about the whole uh, Georgia coaching staff ran home visits over a span of, of two or three days last week. Um, so Georgia's going after him. And then Basantis, you know, he's an interesting guy because a lot of what's going on there depends on what's going on with Texas A&M and Steve Adazio. You know, does he stay – does Basanta sign early? Does he not? Does he stick with Texas A&M? Does he not? A lot. There's still a lot floating around there. Um, I mean, I personally, I would think if if Adazio was going to be fired, he would have been already since the season ended two weeks ago. Um, but that's a name to, to keep an eye on if he shows up on campus at some point. Um, of course, if he signs next week, it doesn't really matter. But um, yeah, those are two. But, you know, that's the beauty of the site, Blaine, is that every name that you need to know, you, you you probably know it if you're a member of the UGA Sports Vault. So a little shameless plug there. But um, but yeah, you know, it's interesting, Blaine. And, and I don't know if, if you agree with me. Last signing day, it seemed like there was a lot more unresolved things going into signing day compared to this year. Is that yeah, a lot of or? a lot of the haze in the barn, so to speak. Uh, I, I really think Georgia's gonna uh, you know, have a large portion of everything uh, wrapped up here. There's gonna be a few big fish out there that that they're gonna try to land, but then again, Kirby Smart is notorious for pulling a, a, a you know a big flip out at the, at the last last second there in most of his classes and, and things along that line, or even a, uh, a under the radar person like Lad McConkey coming on late, like he did uh, you know a couple years ago. So you know I'm sure there'll be somebody, excuse me, somebody in- interesting that pops up. I got another question here from Darth Janus, Jed. Yeah, I love the Star Wars reference. I love it. Is there any update on DeAndre Moore with Scott Satterfield leaving Louisville and any report, any portal receiver names to watch? I mean, uh, Ra Ra Thomas, uh, uh, Des Walker, uh, Dante Cephas, all those guys, uh, that, that we've kind of talked about already. Two Kent State guys and a Mississippi State player. Um, you know, both of those or all three of those names are, are some you need to look out for. Uh, and then in terms of DeAndre, <coughs> excuse me, DeAndre Moore, um, I know that that Brom coming to Louisville is a really good hire for, uh, for for them. 
Jed, you know, coming coming back home. So it'll be interesting to see how he, how he uh, kind of clicks with the staff there. But I think you know Georgia and Texas are both in a really good shot to to try to try to make a late run at, at more here. Yeah, and the interesting thing is is like talking about Satterfield leaving Louisville. It, it kind of seemed like there was a pretty decent chance he was going to flip, even with Satterfield staying. Um, so I'm, I. I don't know if, if, it, if it affects it too much. I think it's, it's Georgia and Texas battling. Obviously, Georgia has since landed Anthony Evans um, um, since it was really both of those guys looking at as as flip targets. So um, we'll see. Um, I mean, I, I, as far as – I mean, I think it, it's kind of status quo as it's the same as it's been in the past week or so with Georgia and Texas. I don't know that Satterfield leaving um, throws too much of a wrench into things is kind of the point of the question there. No doubt. No doubt. Green uh, – Oh uh, no, hold on. That's that's a uh, sorry. I, I didn't get that one out from last time. Here we go. We got Stephen Thirty. Yeah. Um, how does Georgia feel about Justice Haynes? Well, the good news is we haven't talked about Justice Haynes at all. So Blaine, how does Georgia didn't feel? Even, didn't even realize. Yeah, we've already kind of talked about that one. I'll I'll save everybody's everybody's time right there. I think uh, you know obviously Georgia's continuing to pursue. They did do an in-home visit last week. Uh, that did not feel like quote just part of the process uh, from from what I understand. So. Uh, you know, we'll see. Uh, there, there's been a lot. I'll say there's been a lot more smoke behind the scenes and people you talk to that are directly involved in this thing than uh, some of the some of the quotes that are being out, put out there. That that's all I'll say on that. Like I said, does he does he flip? Who knows? But uh, I, I know that there's there there has been uh, real effort and real momentum that is not not ceased uh, there on George on Georgia's end. Um, let's see. We've already answered Keely to Bama and Damon Wilson. Um, all right. Shown up two fifty three says when it comes to player evaluation, is there a person, is there a position that's easier than others or does it depend, depend? Um, did you know, in terms of evaluating talent and stuff, is there, through your talks with anybody or, or what you've seen, is there any pos- one position that you think is uh, maybe the easiest to say, okay, that's, that's the real deal there. Um, I mean, I mean, I'm not smart enough to evaluate players anyway. Um, I mean, I would think it would be maybe like, defensive lineman like you look at a guy like a samuel and pimba and you're like man that like well that's what rowdy always says you take your your mom to the game and say who who's the best player out here a lot of times those are the defensive end outside linebacker looking types you think of a gabriel harris you think of a sam and pimba um damon wilson perfect example so um i think something like that where you're you know a guy's athleticism is able to just jump off the page screaming at you um I, and, you know, I, it's, it's I agree with that. Like that yeah. too. No, I agree with that. I think Smile, <laughs> Smile Munden was somebody when I saw in high school. I was like, you could just, you could just see the 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 freakish build and athleticism right there. But offensively, I think a position that is the easiest to kind of evaluate for me is a is you know is a true uh, outside wide receiver. You know, uh, are they? Do they? Do they run routes, you know, with a purpose? Are they good in and out of breaks? I mean, do they have good hands? Like all these things are, 
you can you can clearly see you know there, there's a lot of nuance and technique when it comes to in the trenches and stuff like that and then quarterbacks how are they being coached what kind of offense are they being told to run all that kind of stuff do they have some bad habits they have to break quarterback is very subjective but i feel like when you're talking about a a true dog on the outside somebody like a like a george pickens or or somebody uh, along those lines you can really tell okay this guy is a upper F- echelon receiver um now i will say that i think lends credit to georgia's staff because they haven't got some of those guys and they've been able to find those traits in some lower uh lower recruited type guys a la lad mcconkey a la even uh, a dylan dylan bell who's who's done some good things as, as a freshman so i think georgia's kind of done a really really good job um you know overcoming not getting some of those guys and they're trying to rectify that in these upcoming upcoming classes <clears throat> and i think they have jed by the way with yazid haynes anthony evans tyler williams raymond cottrell you mentioned pierce Sperlin, lawson lucky i mean they've got a bunch of and they listen as far as a name that doesn't get talked about enough deuce robinson i think Georgia's still firmly in the mix with, with deuce and he he's basically half wide receiver as well so uh it's uh it's going to be interesting to see how that that shakes out but i think georgia's evaluation regardless of it's a tough position or easy position uh has been has been spot on our last question here jed yeah based on what you guys are hearing behind the scenes what are the chances both caleb downs and justice haynes play together at the collegiate level uh I mean, I would say right now, you know, you got to make it. Uh, if you're an odds making, you got to make it a a, a a minus money, you know, odd. You got to, uh, you know, in terms of they're they're the favorite right there. But uh, with it with Alabama, them both being committed, but it, it does appear that Ohio State's making a real run at at uh, Caleb Downs as it comes down the stretch here. At least that's that's uh, what we're he- hearing. Um, so, guys. That's all of our vault questions. If you do have a, a YouTube question, we'll take a, a couple right here. Uh, we got John Adams says, uh, how many older how many older coaches out there? The Nick Saban at 71. Uh, Nick Saban would be 78 if Juju were to go there uh, through in, in three years. So, yeah, uh, Nick Saban's a little bit older. I don't know. Uh, but, you know, the man stays in shape, so we'll see. Uh, uh, Jeff Hightoff says, what's the latest on Deuce? I think – you know, Georgia's done all they can do at this point. Now they're just going to keep in touch with him right up to early signing day. I mean, are we? I guess we're 100 percent sure he is uh, signing on early signing day. I'm not not positive on that. In February. Do oh, he's he's signing him. He's signing in February. Okay, yes, yeah, since he's signing in February, then there's, you know, there's still a chance that he could uh, he could make it out for another another visit over there for sure. Um, and I think that's all the. Well, we do have one uh, the 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 freaky uh, harbor. Uh, I think he's talking about Nichols Harbor is not going to make a visit. I, yeah, I, I think, uh, you know, South Carolina is making a big run there. There's some other schools over there on the, on the, on the Atlantic coast yeah, over there that he's visiting. I, we need to like, someone needs to take a picture of a graphic that has five-star Nicholas Harbor. And then a top schools list of like South Carolina, Maryland, Michigan. Like it, it's such such a unique recruitment because there's the track angle. There's he could play receiver, uh, edge or tight end. Like there's so many different variables involved there. Um, Georgia was in his top seven. 
he wasn't going to visit Athens. He announced he was going to take an official visit to Athens. And now, um, you know, we were checking around this afternoon. He is, in fact, not visiting Athens this weekend. So um, I don't know if he's signing early or not. But if I was a Georgia fan, I wouldn't worry about it too much either way. Cody Taylor asks, is it true that Julian Lewis, I think he meant loves, not loves, uh, loves Georgia and uh, and wants to wants to be in Athens it is 100% true that he really enjoys Athens. I've talked to to him and to his father several times about Athens. I mean, they really enjoy the environment. They enjoy the coaching uh, staff a lot. I will say this. They also enjoy Buster Faulkner. And uh, Buster Faulkner just took the offensive coordinator job at, at Georgia Tech. Um, I'm not saying that that would influence, uh, you know, Juju Lewis at this point. But, <clears throat> listen, he's just a freshman. He just put up the state uh, championship game record for with 531 passing yards in the state championship game as a freshman, and his team still lost by a large margin. So he he did his part. So he, that defense needs to come on, Carrollton defense, pick it up over there. Uh, but it, but the freshman quarterback was insane. He's been to Georgia, I would say, Jed, probably close to ten times yeah. uh, between his eighth eighth and ninth grade year. Kirby Smart, I put up a, a picture in our group chat. Kirby Smart has been uh, recruiting Julian Lewis since he was a second grader. He had a picture over there with uh, him at a camp at, uh, at Alabama. Uh, so so they go back a, a, a long way. And uh, I think Julian uh, Lewis is definitely – George is going to be in it with, with Julian Lewis till the, till the end, uh, you know. But he's the most talented high school quarterback I've seen since Deshaun Watson – um, in person, and uh, I think Georgia's, I think Georgia's going to treat this recruitment a lot differently than uh, that that Georgia staff did Deshaun Watson's. Yeah, and and the thing too, you mentioned how often he's been in Athens. It's not like Carrollton is is right next door. You know, I mean, Carrollton's closer probably to Auburn than Athens. Tuscaloosa is not far. I mean, he's been to Athens a lot. Um, so. Yeah, I mean that's uh, I mean I don't know a ton of names in the in the 26 class yet, but I mean that's a kid that's just I mean he's built and and Blaine you've seen him play a couple times. I hadn't seen him play on TV or in person until the state championship game this weekend and I was just I mean the throws he's making on the run, I mean he's rolling out to his right and just and and dropping dimes into these kids. I mean that one I touchdown mean, in the back of the end zone is just like it's Listen, I I played I grew up. I played the quarterback position. Uh, obviously, I'm, I'm nowhere near. I was nowhere near as talented as any of these guys we're talking about. But I grew up. I played the quarterback position. I studied the quarterback position. I coached the quarterback position. He is the most natural passer of the football that I've seen, other than Deshaun Watson. Period. In, in, in high school, especially at his age, uh, everything is out in front of that young man, and I'm sure Georgia will pull out all the stops uh, trying to recruit him. But you talk about NIL, the evaluation for a guy like, like Julian Lewis. I mean, literally this, this young man, since he was in elementary school has had tens of thousands of followers on social media and stuff like that. Uh, Instagram and yeah, it's going to be, I remember seeing him before his freshman year. He's like, yeah, I've got these accounts that are, that are, you know, impersonating me on like how many high school freshmen you know that are that are famous enough to have accounts impersonating him i mean that's the kind of uh star 
star level we're talking about here. So it is going to be insane. Uh, this show has been insane because of you guys. We appreciate you guys joining in. If you didn't catch the early part of it, we had an interview with uh, Jaden Perlotti, um, the recent Georgia commit in the class of 2025 from Buford High School inside linebacker. So make sure to go back and check that out. Um, and we will uh, catch you guys, of course, each and every Monday night. We go live, uh, you know, just like just like Nitro used to do back in the day, Andy Stowe. So I hope you're, you're watching it here. We, we're live, coming in live and hot on Monday nights with the Georgia Recruiting Talk. So uh, the show, as always, is presented by Turner Wood and Smith Insurance and Auto Owners Insurance. Make sure to like, subscribe, turn on notifications. And for my man, Jed May, I'm Blaine Gilmer. We will catch you next time on UGA Sports, rumors versus facts.